from Creation Ministries International, you're listening to Creation.com's article podcast. The research and insights that give God the glory, refute evolution, and give you the answers to defend your faith. I'm Joseph Darnell. If we humans are not evolved animals, then we should possess abilities and features that animals lack. So let's consider six of these, which are also features of God. They are language, literacy, music, mathematics, creativity, and dominion. These features not only make us special, they also make us accountable. We can use these features to glorify God or to rebel against His will, even to practice the works of the devil. First, there is language. Humans are the only species with a spoken language, and there's no society known which lacks speech. Not only does language enable us to communicate with each other and with God in prayer, God used it to communicate with us. The Bible has many references to God speaking, for example, to Adam and Eve in Genesis 3, Noah in Genesis 6, Abraham in Genesis 18, Moses in Exodus 3, Saul in Acts 9, and the Apostle John in Revelation 1, 2, 3, to name just a few. Animals communicate in several ways, including by the sounds they make, facial expression, posture display, body movement, physical contact, and odors, but no animal is capable of speaking grammatical phrases or sentences. Nevertheless, in the Bible, there are two occasions when animals spoke. In Genesis 3, the serpent spoke to Eve. In Numbers 22, God used Balaam's donkey to speak to Balaam. These were one-offs for a specific purpose, and not the serpent's or the donkey's normal habit. Second, we have literacy. This is a subset of language, and while not all humans are literate, all have the capacity to become so. The sophisticated cultures that sprang up in Mesopotamia just after the flood were literate. Of course, hallmarks of civilization like writing and technology can become lost, especially in rapid dispersion migrations such as would have occurred following the language confusion at Babel. We know that God writes because He gave Moses the Ten Commandments on two tablets of stone written in the finger of God in Exodus 31. And God has written the names of all born-again Christians in His Book of Life in Philippians 4, Revelation 17, 20, and 21. We also know that all Scripture is God-breathed. See 2 Timothy 3. God chose to communicate with us by means of His written Word, which also enshrines the Gospel in the text of Scripture. No animal can read or write, so none uses the written word to communicate. Literacy is thus a gift commensurate with our having been made in the image of God. Thirdly, we have music. Music is a truly wonderful feature, both in our creation and appreciation of it. It can express and even stir up emotions such as suspense, happiness, sadness, humor, love, etc., including in situations where words would be inadequate. We can listen to the creation by Haydn and be awestruck by the images of magnificence of creation that the music engenders in our mind. God Sings Zephaniah 3.17 says of God, He will exult over you with loud singing. On a personal level, Ephesians 5, 18-19 tells us to 
Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart. Do animals sing? Whales, notably humpback males, make sounds called whale songs. These may be long groans, low moans, roaring sounds, trills and chirps that appear to be mating calls or feeding calls. However, they are regular, predictable, and repetitious, rather than being individually creative. All the males in a population at any one time make the same sounds, arranged in the same pattern. Toothed whales appear to communicate the same information by means of clicks. Likewise, bird songs are species-specific mating calls, or territory warnings, or mimicry of noises heard, such as the non-sentient sounds of machinery, for example, chainsaws. Fourthly, we have mathematics. Only God and human beings can use and understand mathematics. The relative dimensions that God gave to Noah for the ark in Genesis 6 were the optimum to achieve structural safety, anti-overturning stability, and sea-keeping quality for a floating vessel of that size in a stormy sea. And it has taken the use of sophisticated mathematical methods for humans to unravel the hidden order which God built into the cliques of dolphins. This gives them a sonar system that is so precise that it's the envy of the U.S. Navy. Our use of mathematics enables us to understand much about God's creation, for this behaves according to mathematical rules which he has set in place. Mathematics has enabled scientists to understand the structure and behavior of many cosmic phenomena, including the orbit of our solar system planets, and then to calculate the trajectories of spacecraft to take close-up photographs of them. It enabled the development of the theory of relativity and the relationship between space, motion, gravity, and time. Theories derived from this can explain, again using mathematics, how in a relatively young universe we can see stars that are millions of light years away. Fifth, there's creativity. If we were to find something as simple as a hammer on a beach, we would know that a human being had made it, not an ape. This is because, when animals build things, they endlessly reproduce a stereotyped design rather than being creative. A particular spider instinctively constructs a web of constant pattern, and a particular bird instinctively builds a species-specific nest, but no originality is demonstrated. Not only are we humans creative, we recognize both the beauty and the complexity of God's creation, for example in a flower, a feather, an eye. Indeed, in so many things, they are a part of His creation. One of the strongest arguments that living things have been designed by God is the many times they have inspired human designers. This is the cutting-edge field of biomimetics, that is, the study of designs and processes in nature for the purpose of imitating them in practical applications. We'll look at the Dominion Mandate and what this all means for us right after a short break. Is big picture molecules to man evolution as well attested scientifically as the sphericity of the Earth? Are the first fossils 3.4 billion years old, with life just a matter of basic chemistry? What about RNA world, parasitic DNA, Darwin's tree of life, or claims that blind evolution is innovative and creative? 
In this short but scientifically detailed book illustrated in full color, does evolution explain everything about life? Ten PhD scientists with biblical creationist convictions tackle the assertions of ten of their evolutionary counterparts in their own areas of specialism. Jonathan Sarfati, Pierre Gelstrom, Robert Carter, David Catchpole, Stuart Burgess, Tasman Walker, Jim Mason, Donald Batten, Peter Borger, and Samuel Gann. This makes for an, an intriguing and thought-provoking read. Lofty evolutionary claims are carefully assessed scientifically, enabling readers to draw their own conclusions about the claimed power of evolution to explain all of life. Is the bravado of evolutionary popularizers justified, or just a cover-up for scientific denial? You be the judge. After the in-depth scientific discussion, Philip Bell concludes with a discussion of life's big questions and the challenge of the gospel. The book titled "Does Evolution Explain Everything About Life" is available in paperback at creation.com/store. And sixth, there's dominion. God gave a specific command to our first parents in Genesis 1: "Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth." We have thus been given sovereignty over all the other creatures of the earth. This was never withdrawn as a result of the curse, and applies even over the fallen state of our world. As we develop ways of controlling locusts, mosquitoes, weeds, and other pests, it also enables us to develop treatments and cures for various diseases. Our dominion includes control over bacteria and viruses. These were part of God's original creation, but after the fall, information-losing mutations caused some of them to become disease-causing. God has also entrusted us with dominion over our environment, and we are accountable to Him for how we manage it. Psalm 8, 6 through 8 says, "You have given Him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under His feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas." God gave Adam dominion over every tree in the Garden of Eden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. When Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, they lost their innocence. And became experientially aware of evil, suffering, and death. These came into God's perfect world because our first parents chose to rebel. So here's what this means for us: God, who is holy, true, good, and has beauty, created man for His glory. Thus, created, not evolved. We can reflect holiness, truth, goodness, and beauty in our language, literature, music, mathematics, creativity, and dominion, and so fulfill the purpose for which God brought us into being. Or we can rebel. It is true that we have all rebelled, but we can become new creatures in Christ through repentance and faith in Christ's death and resurrection on our behalf. The Creation.com article podcast is hosted by me, Joseph Darnell. You'll find lots of interesting related content in the links and show notes. This episode's article was written by Russell Grigg. Be sure to listen to our other show, Creation.com Talk. Visit our events page to find a creationist giving a presentation in your local area. If you'd like to help us, become a monthly supporter at Creation.com/donate. If you want the latest noteworthy research and news, subscribe to Creation Magazine.
from everyone at creation.com. Thanks for listening.